absolutely. And, le- and for the record, let's just say for all of the lions that are in the program, oh, you best believe everybody's going to get a house. Either they're going to get their first time home by our house or they have a house and we invest in real estate. Like this is what we push. We push things that are going to give you generational wealth. And that truly is what home ownership can be. So here's the real mystery. How do regular folks like you and me, who have families and real lives, who have careers and regular nine to fives, really fare in the personal finance game? Why are some hugely successful while others fail miserably time and time again? Those are the glaring questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. All right, and welcome to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. My name is Charles McGill. I'm your host. So excited to be talking to you guys today. But before we get started, I got to make sure the credit boss, aka credit coach, is in the building. It's Eva Palacios. Are you in the house? Yes. What's up? Hey, hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm busy, man. Yes. Busy's good. Busy is good. Like, yes, yeah. yes, it is. Yes, it is. I am <laughs> busy, busy. Come to me. Come to me. Yes. <laughs> Gotta keep reminding myself. Uh, no, it's a good thing. No, it's definitely a good thing. And um, I could feel it. I could feel the shift in the wind. I could feel the change. And so it feels heavy right now, but I know it's just feeling that way because I'm not used to it yet. But yep, it's all good. It's, I'm going to get used to it. So Yes, but it, things are good. How about you? Yes, yes. I, I'm I'm busy as well. Um, sometimes I look at my calendar and I'm like, I could be busier, but then then I'm like, okay, mental health, like we need to keep it together. <laughs> but um, yeah, super important, right? Um, I'm just, I don't know. I'm in a space right now to where, I mean, obviously, like my health has has definitely become a priority, but now I'm like on extra, extra level. <laughs> so your girl just lost like another three pounds. Mm. I'm like super happy about that, especially so Thanksgiving. I gained actually I take that back Thanksgiving. I gained three pounds. And then, you know, me, I did my 24 hour cleanse to reset, start fresh. And with that 24 hour cleanse, I actually lost five pounds. So now mm. I'm even less weight than what I started before Thanksgiving. So mm. I'm super excited about that. Nice. Um, and yeah, just, you know, just trying to operate in my best self as possible. Yeah, that's that's important. That, that's actually been on, been on me a lot lately. I've been, yeah. been trying to figure that out. Like not trying to, no, let me, let me correct myself. <laughs> I know what to do. That's the thing. Like most of the time we know what it. to do. You know, you know yeah. what you got to do. You're like, okay, I got to eat better. Yep. I got to work out. Yep. I got to sleep better. Yep. I got to do this. All of that. But we just keep putting it off and putting it off, putting it off. And I just remember before I started my health journey, how sluggish I was and mm-hmm. how I wasn't operating at my best. And if I don't, I feel if I don't operate in my best, my environment isn't going to get the best version of me. So, yeah, yeah. like even like through Thanksgiving, you know, we're, we're, you know, obviously eating whatever and just, you know, soaking it all in and I'm an emotional eater. Mm-hmm. So when I get in my feelings, I just tear everything up. And then after Thanksgiving, I'm like this, I am not feeling good. Like mm-hmm. I can feel mm-hmm. the weight mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, we got to go back. Like we got to get back. We got to get focused. So yeah. 
we super laser focus. Your girl's trying to lose like 12 pounds by January 1st. Wow. I love it. Well, I, you know, we did, well, just today, this morning, we started off, me and John C with a smoothie and some vitamins and, you know, just just a different, you know, and it's, it's, it's good. It's good. It's it's different. And um, it's just little things like that. We joined a gym. We will be going soon. Like you did. Family. Where? Yeah. Uh, the in shape. I haven't okay. been yet, but Josh okay. has joined it. Oh yeah, I'm about to go pick up a membership too, and like recruit people who want to come work out with me. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're gonna go to the in shape because it has like a family thing. You know, the kids get to be yes. yeah. So there's a swim pool. She wants to swim. Yes. So I said yes to all of it. We're just gonna get active. Um, just just start right. Start yeah. just. Like, mm-hmm. I always tell like. You know, I'm always talking about, okay, you know, finances is definitely a full-time job, mm-hmm. but you got to do it little by little. It's like going to the gym or not going to the gym. Once you start going, you'll go. But once you stop, you, you it's hard to get well, back on track. One thing I think that that kind of helped, because I think it was two days ago, John C. and I had got up early mm-hmm. and I said, hey, why don't we work out? And, you know, of course she was, you know, not say course, but it was like, I said it, that it was like, mm, but it's kind of warm in this bed, you know, whatever. So. <laughs> But I thought about it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, I said, I said, let's be real. 30 minutes is about to pass by no matter what. Like, That's right. Either we're going to be sitting here doing and just nothing, doing nothing mm-hmm. and 30 minutes pass by or we're going to work out for 30 minutes. Which was it going to be? Right. Yeah. And so I was like, I just got up. I started putting my stuff on. You know, I kind of I rolled out the yoga mats and I put the music on and you know, put up the, the, to open the shades and all that. It was like, come on, yeah. get into it. So she, I know her, when she starts hearing like some club music or something, she starts to help it. Right. So I start getting that club going. <laughs> and I said, okay, let's go. So we actually, we got through it. it. It was, it was a good time and it was, you know, just 30 minutes and it was a nice circuit workout. So it, it we felt it. Um, but I was like, see, like that was a much better. We felt a lot better about that 30 minutes didn't, just laying there. <laughs> like, like, let's be real. How was your day throughout? Were you more energized? Were you feeling better? Like yeah. for me, like if I don't work out, like I, like I don't feel at my best. Mm. And, um, you know, so going back through Thanksgiving weekend, you know, Will's family came and, um, and, and one of his nieces, um, I'm like, well, the night before, Cause they came over that Friday. So I'm like, okay, Saturday, like I'm going to go running. You're going to come with me. And she was like, well, what time do you run? I'm like, girl, I wake up like, like at seven, like we're going to go running in the morning. And she's like, mm-hmm. okay. So her three daughters, we had a cute little sleepover. We probably saw it on social media. Her three daughters, their three daughters slept in my bed, which was super duper cute. Cause you know, I've been surrounded by boys all my life. So to have three little girls with me, I was like, that's dope. <laughs> but we woke up. And I'm like, go wake up your mama and tell her it's time to go run in. So one of them went down and she came back. up. She's like, Thea, uh, she's leaving. And I'm like, OK, I'm going to come down. Long story short, um, she went running with me. And sometimes when you start running, like if you run too fast, like you're going to go get out of breath and, and then you're going to want to stop. So I was basically teaching her like how I run. I don't run crazy fast. I'm not running a marathon. I'm just running at a pace to keep my heart rate at a certain level. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. So I was basically like talking to her and just like letting her know why I do the things that I do. Man, she ended up running with me for five miles. Super proud of her because she's like normally like two miles. I'm done. And I'm like, yeah, because you trying to like run a marathon. We just got to consistently jog little 
until we build up that strength to run faster later on. So now, now she's running four to five miles. I'm super mm. proud of her. Interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we could talk about working out and <laughs> <laughs> all day, podcast. but we got a podcast to do. So, That's right. <laughs> but no, but, but, you know, it's actually, there's, I feel like there's some parallels uh, there because, you know, I think about this idea of, you know, like I was saying how, you know, we're going to, we're going to spend the time no matter what we're going to spend the 30 yep. minutes no matter what. So Time's we might as well regardless. work out. We might as well. Right. Um, and I like the idea about you talking about like pacing and kind of just being consistent and, and basically achieving more just because you're kind of going steady. So yes. what that actually kind of reminds me of is the uh, episode that we had uh, last time. I said, yes, it wasn't yesterday. Um, <laughs> last episode <laughs> um, where we were talking about um, house hacking um, and kind of like that road to home ownership. And yes. you know, I think about how, you know, people often say, you know, whether you realize it or not, you're a part of the real estate game. Yep. You know, whether you accept it or not, you are because you you're you live in a house. So even though you don't own a house, you're still a part of the game because you're still paying someone rent and they're leveraging your rent to gain wealth. Right. Yep. So how you participate is up to you, but you're there's no way out of it. Right. You're in it. Right. <laughs> yes. And so for me, it's kind of like that idea. It's like, yeah, so the, the 30 minutes don't go by no matter what. Right. So either way. I'm going to be a part of this real estate thing. So either I'm going to be an owner or a renter, but somehow, so you might as well be to, and I know that you believe strongly, you might as well be on the ownership side, right? Absolutely. Figure it out. You got to get there. Right. Yeah. So, the, but the biggest issue similar to, I guess, to working out too, is people don't really understand how hard or easy it could be. Most of the time we just think hard. Yeah, or you think extreme. You think extreme. extreme. Like, okay, if I want to go running, I gotta run super. I gotta do. Yeah, I gotta sprint, and I gotta. (laughs) Same thing with like the Spartan race. Everyone's like, "Oh, you did a Spartan race." I said, "Look, I wasn't trying to do it to beat the clock. I was trying to do it to pass the obstacles and 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 how successful I would be at those obstacles Mm -hmm. later." You know, everybody's and then and then I'm like, it's so funny because I had a conversation today about that. And they're like, oh, well, I got to train for it. I said, all you really got to do is just jog. Like if mm. you can jog, you can do a Spartan race mm. like you know, And yeah, I mean, I'm sure it, it helps to like lift weights, but not really like climbing over those walls. Definitely. But long story short, at the end of the day, people automatically assume extreme. They ex- yeah. they assume, oh, that's too hard. They assume. I can't qualify for that. It's not, you know, it's not within arm's reach. Yeah. Now I think really. that's a perfect example. Cause honestly, when you said Spartan race, that's what I thought. I'm like, <laughs> shoot, I'm like Spartan race. I ain't ready for that. Give me about another year at least. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. what? No, you're like, no, come, let's just go tomorrow. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but so I think once again, I think that's super analogous to home ownership, right? Because yes. like I said, I had a light bulb moment couple episodes ago when you were like the only thing you need the minimum you need credit score is a 580 i said yeah. what that blew my mind right that people yeah. out here getting houses with 580 like, uh, like they getting houses and i'm not getting a house what? Exactly. <laughs> yeah so yeah. but okay so let's dial it back though because i really want to help some people um because you know to get a house and, and now that i'm actually you know kind of starting the process a little bit i'm understanding that there's there are some things that are required right um yes. they're not crazy but there are some standard things, right? And so what I wanted you to do, if you could kind of break it down for us 
um, like what is the like the minimum that you need to have to get into a home? Like just really break it down for folks. Definitely, definitely. And when we talk, so I'm going to talk about the the basics that you need in terms of like minimums or max. Obviously, it's depending upon the lender and what those criteria are. But overall, in terms of how to position yourself to be able to become a homeowner, number one, credit scores. Yes, you can buy as little as a 580. You're going to get yourself a really high rate. We want to get 680, 700, 700 and above to get you the best rate. You're going to need those credit scores. You're going to need two years of your taxes because the lender needs to verify what your income officially has been reported to the IRS. Mm. You're going to need, which then, you know, obviously means two good years of employment and income making. You're going to need two, your last two pay stubs. The pay stubs are more information that the lender needs to basically see Are you consistent with your work hours? Are you consistent with pay? What deductions are happening in your paycheck? Then they're also going to be looking at debt to income ratio. Okay, you make X amount of money, but you have all of these monthly obligations. And once you subtract all of that, this is what's left over. The lender takes a certain percentage and says, okay, here's how much of a mortgage payment you can afford. Mm. So, yeah, in essence, that's what they're looking for. Okay. So that combination of things. Yep. Um, and if the combination of things appears to be heading in the right direction, then you get qualified for a certain loan amount based on that information. Yep. Okay. And then after that, it's like, okay, let me go try to find a home. Yes. Well, yeah, you definitely would want to get pre-qualified. You, I mean, especially nowadays, a lot of, of sellers who are selling their property, a lot of them won't even allow you to walk the property until your agent presents a pre-approval letter, Mm. basically saying, yes, this person qualifies for this amount Why? Because sellers don't want you wasting their time. Like, why are you walking through a $2 million property if you're only approved for $500,000? That don't make no sense. Yeah. They say go online. They're like, just look at pictures (laughs) on the internet. (laughs) Oh, okay. So, okay. So that's the, that's the basics. And I I feel like, you know, to a certain extent, um, I've, I've, I've heard some of that and I could imagine that some people may be listening and saying to themselves once again, Yep. Well, hey, that don't sound like me. Yep. You know, my credit score isn't that high, or maybe it's, you know, I just changed my job. I so, ha- yep. I, I just changed my job, you know, or there's a break in employment, mm-hmm. or I haven't done my taxes yet. Yep. So, therefore, I, I can't produce those documents. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, well, well, one thing that's interesting about this, and this is once again from hanging out with, with Alliance and hanging out with mm-hmm. you. Is that even if the picture isn't perfect, you often still encourage people to go through the process. Absolutely. And yeah. And I think that's really, really amazing. And we actually have a, a special guest uh, who was with us last week. Yes. We have coming back this week uh, to talk about uh, some of those creative ways that people can still you know, move forward with their, with their, with their home purchase. Because last week we had an example of that, right. That initially didn't seem like it was going to work out, but 
Yeah. Eventually it did work out. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go check out the last episode because it was really good. Yeah. Um, called House Hacking. I'm getting so much feedback. Yeah. Like, have yeah. you seen the comments yes, on I Instagram have. and Facebook? And they're like, oh my gosh, like I've been waiting for this episode or oh my, <laughs> I'm like, there we go. Let's yeah, go. So let's, let's follow sure it up. Give and break us five it down stars the- if you're an iPhone. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey, might as well say that. Go ahead and plug it. Yeah. Go ahead. Guys, y'all need to be rating these podcasts. So yes, if you're Apple, make sure you give us a five-star rating. We need to have those ratings. Mm-hmm. Share, share, yes. because we, we, we need to get the empower you brand and information out there to empower more people, Absolutely. get them the information that they need because this is literally changing people's lives. It is. It's, it is free. It's a free podcast. You guys Super listen free. to. And honestly, we we have we have people who have literally told us they have raised their credit score, mm-hmm. gotten credit cards, gotten cars. Yep. Because of listening to the podcast, like they haven't paid anything, just straight listening. So, yes, definitely. Uh, please do. Please rate us and please share. So with that said, Eva, can you introduce our guest? Yes, super excited to be bringing Alicia Amador, Central Valley Mortgage, back to this episode because she's just amazing. And yes, the success story from last week was amazing, but let it be known. Let it be known on my vision board for this year. I had I have 25 houses on there because my goal was to put to upgrade or to put people in homes and let it be known that. We're on number 17 as of right now. And Alicia has literally funded at least 80% of those deals. Mm. So, yes, guys, not only has she funded those deals, she's refinanced our own mortgage, which if we do the math, two percentage points difference across 30 years, we're saving $190,000 just Mm. by refinancing. Mm. Yes. So, Alicia... Welcome to the podcast. Hey, how you guys doing? We're good. good. We're good. Glad to have you back. Good, good. And I see uh, behind you, you know, folks on YouTube, they can see this. Uh, you got your own little board, it looks like. Yeah, so that is actually our uh, gold medal uh, home buying program. So that's nice. actually for our first time home buyers. So, you know, once again, as you know, as a first time home buyer closes on their house, you know, we're here to celebrate them, right? And 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 such a huge milestone, right, into this next chapter. And so, by us celebrating, um, we take their picture and we put it on the wall there. Let's um, go. Yeah, just the you know, I mean, it, it, it's it's an accomplishment, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't think that it's possible. And so, when it is possible, we want to make sure that we're there to celebrate them. You know, yeah. and so that's our gold medal home buying program. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, speaking of, you know, one thing that I know, like, well, I remember you uh, had gave you, you gave us like a, a coaching call for the Lions some months ago. And I remember you were kind of going over a presentation about mortgages and you at towards the end, you had mentioned like some first time home buyer, you know, type of like plug that mm-hmm. seemed different than anything that, you know, most people had heard. Um, and I was like, wow, that's, that's super cool. Uh, because I didn't know that something like that existed. And so I want to kind of start this off with just asking you in general, how many different ways are there to buy a house? Because we, we heard, you know, what Eva said, which is that traditional way. And I know that's how people traditionally come in the front door, but we also know, like, like Eva said, there's also all these other ways. So like, what is it like super vast or is it like, like, tell us about it. 
I mean, there's tons of ways of being able to what I call creative, right? And I think that's like what's so, you know, that's what I love about lending is really being creative, right? Finding out, sitting with the client, finding out their story, right? Their situation, you know, bring me your documentation and let's see what we can do to get creative, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's a lot of different options out there. I mean, you have your traditional, right? That, um, you know, Eva was talking about, and then you have your out-of-the-box loans, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's certain wording that we can use for it, but for people to better understand, mm-hmm. we'll use out-of-the-box, right? It's not your traditional, you know, FHA or conventional mortgage. It's a different side, um, you know, that we can take a look at as well, um, just to kind of see what we can do, you know, to get creative. And I like using that word is because we need to be nowadays more creative in what we do mm-hmm. and be able to service and to be able to help more clients. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Because not everyone is like cookie cutter, right? Not everyone has the exact like, you know, traditional type of life or whatever. I know like for me, I know I'm not traditional. I was traditional just a couple of years ago. I was a principal. (laughs) I was traditional as could be. Principal had the same, you know, industry for a long time and nice salary and, you know, everything was, you know, White House, picket fence, all that stuff, right? But then things changed up. Now I'm an entrepreneur, you know, and that's all we do is make money from our businesses. So I know now I'm non-traditional, right? Um, but I remember, you know, me coming to you and also talking to Eva, that didn't scare y'all one bit because it's like, oh, we can work that out. That's nothing. Yeah. So what I want you to do, <laughs> what I want you to do is like maybe explain to folks, you know, just a little bit like if you could just, you know, rattle off maybe some some cool programs or some some different things that, you know, people may not be aware of that could excite people and go, oh man, I didn't know that was even available. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, so for, for first time home buyers, a lot of people, you know, they don't have the full three and a half percent down, right? You know, some have four or $5,000, they can get a gift and so forth. So one of the biggest things is that there is a down payment assistance program available through the state of California. So mm-hmm. the state will provide you your down payment along with your closing costs. Now, the minimum FICO for that is 660. Mm. So in order for us to do that, you have to have at least a 660 credit score. Mm. Um, so for first time home buyers, most people are like, well, I only got $4,000. Well, we can make $4,000 work. What? Um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just kind of, you know, really once again, getting in front of them and kind of seeing what their scenario is and what they have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the state will pick up they're, you know, we'll cover their down payment up to $15,000. Wow. Okay. And then give cover their closing cost as well up to $15,000. Now, granted, you don't need all of that money, but the money is there, um, you know, that we can use. So. Well, that's super encouraging. Cause I know like after you even get through all the, the paperwork and stuff, yeah, there's that down payment, right. And 3%, mm-hmm. if I'm thinking like, okay, $500,000 house, 3%, that's 15 grand. Um, I don't got 15 grand. Like well, who got 15 grand like that? You know? <laughs> but what you're saying is, Hey, if you can at least come up with four, which seems a lot more reasonable, mm-hmm. we might be able to work something out. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's so that's cool. one of the, you know, the programs for, you know, first time home buyers, right? So in order to use that program, you must be a first time home buyer. Okay. So, um, and, and it is a traditional loan, so it's not an out of the box loan. It is a mm-hmm. traditional loan. Um, but there are a few different, you know, programs out there for investors, right? Um, you know, we can, you know, look at a bank statement loan, right? So if you're, a, um, you know, a business owner and your taxes don't, of course, look the greatest on paper, but we know that you're making those deposits, mm-hmm. um, we can definitely look at a bank statement loan as well. 
Um, and then there's like an investor cash flow loan, you know, mm-hmm. for and once again, these are for investors who, you know, pretty much what they'll do is they'll take the rent. And as long as the rent can cover the mortgage payment, then no other income needs to be verified. Mm. So there's a lot of extra things that we can look at. Mm. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Even, Rewind yeah. that one. <laughs> go back, go back. Yes, I'm telling you. Hold on, break gyms. that one down a little bit. Yeah, no, say that one again. So it's called an investor cash flow loan. And what mm-hmm. that is, is pretty much what they'll do is they'll do a rent analysis, right? Based off of what are what are what the rents are going for in that area. Mm-hmm. If the rents cover what the mortgage payment is, then there's no other income that needs to be verified. Mm. So we don't need your W-2s, yeah. your pay stubs, anything like that. Basically, they're just going off of what the rent analysis says. And based as long as that covers the payment, then we we good to go. So if you find a house mm-hmm. that you want to purchase that the the rent in that area Mm-hmm. Based on their analysis, would cover the mortgage. Correct. You can get that home. Yes. Wow. And it's called an investor cash flow. So there's just so many different things that we can do. <laughs> you know. Um, My goodness, that, hold on. That I don't know. I'm still tripping off of that one. For, <laughs> give me a second, <laughs> Eva. How does that hit you? Because I know when you when you I don't. Did you already know about that? Yeah. Of course. Hello. So tell me, tell me what, what happened when you heard that. Um, it's just it's a game changer. And and here's here's the, the game changer that that literally like just happened. And for those of you who are following on social media, you know, looking at my stories, like we have been having these field trips and walking properties. And the reason we have been is because I, I've always, I mean, you know, I've invested in real estate and now it's time to like take it to the next level. And and I've got these big, big visions. And we were just having, I was having a conversation with Alicia and I'm like, well, you know, I don't think I can qualify for a loan because I haven't done my taxes yet. Like your girl. Yes. Yes. We slow over here. But she was like, well, what about bank statements? Like you, you making money. Right. And I'm like, yeah. She was like, well, we can use your bank statements as proof of income. I'm like, what in the world? Are you serious? This is why guys, if you are business owners and you're getting paid with cash and you holding it in the mattress, mm-hmm. you need to be making those deposits. Because this is where it comes in handy. Because Mm -hmm. I remember when we bought the house that we currently live in three years ago. Oh, man, it was so hard. Like the lender at the time. And I didn't know Alicia like I do now. But the lender at the time, I swear, it was like the most grueling experience. And I felt like they frowned upon entrepreneurs because they didn't have traditional income. And I just remember like, why is this so difficult? Like we make a good money. Mm -hmm. Why is this so difficult? Again, it's a matter of being a part of a network with, Mm. with people that tell you otherwise. So long story short, I just remember when we bought this house, it was grueling. So then I assumed refinancing is going to be extra grueling. Mm. No, Alicia, Went from a we went from a 4.75 down to a 2.75. Yes. And then now I'm like, well, for sure, I'm not gonna qualify because I you know taxes. She's like, no, girlfriend. She's like, give me 12 months of your bank statements and let's just see what happens. And I'm all about okay, well, let's just see what happens, right? The worst that can happen is them say, No, sorry, Eva, you can't do this. She came back and she's like, Eva. Do you know how much you qualify for? I'm like, uh, I don't know. 
Yes. Should I say how much I qualify for, Alicia? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I can buy like a like like a million dollar property. Because that inspires others to really I can buy a million dollar property with bank statement with the bank statements. Like, what is going on here? So that was amazing. And um, guys, what you don't know could potentially prevent you from moving forward and excelling in different things in life. And this is why you need the people that you need. This is why you need a tribe. This is why you need to be surrounded amongst the right people that they can literally educate you and pour into you to letting you know what the possibilities are. So yeah, ultimately when Alicia was like, yeah, give me your bank statements. Let's see what's up. And then she's like, girl. And I'm like, how did they do that? Like, how did they calculate the income to make me like look rich in a certain way? And I'm just like, yeah. So Alicia, talk about these, these bank statement loans and how those things work. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast. We'll get you right back to it. We just want to spend a few seconds to talk about the Empower You Financial Group on Facebook. This is Eva's private Facebook group where she gives free tips, tricks, and strategies to improve your financial situation. Join the over 1,000 plus member community and see the success stories of people just like you who want to live life on their own terms. Come laugh with us, tell your story, and share your victories. Just search Empower You Financial in Facebook and join our free private group. Oh, and be sure to invite a friend. Yeah. So the bank statement loans is um, pretty much what we do is, you know, there's two options you can go. You can do a 12 month, um, you know, bank statement, or you can do a 24 month, Um, you know, depending on, you know, how much money you're looking to put down. um, You know, what they'll do is they'll just calculate all of your deposits throughout the year. You know, there's a certain, um, you know, vacant, like a certain factor, a certain like a 30 percent factor that they use to be to determine the income. But once they do that, then they they, they really just go off of what the deposits are. So um, you can do a 12 month bank statement loan. Uh, Minimum down is at least 20 percent. Or you can do a 24 month bank statement loan. Uh, Minimum down is 10 percent. So it really just depends on you know, how many months of bank statements you got. I know, you know, obviously in some cases we only want to go back 12 months, right. Depending on how the business was going. Um, but yeah, I mean, the options there, you know, and, and thank you for sharing that because what happens is like with your scenario, I mean, that can inspire somebody else, right. To basically, you know, they have the deposits going in, but they don't think that, you know, using my bank statements, like that's even possible. And yes, it is. So, you know, thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And I think what's super important for for the audience to know is that even though it is an option, mm-hmm. you know, it's non-traditional. So if you guys heard what Correct. Alicia said, yeah, we'll use 12 months of your bank statement, but now you got to come to the table with 20% down, which some people might not be able to afford that, which if you can't afford 20% down, then you better do your taxes and get it together and then qualify traditionally. See, so it's definitely a give and take depending upon mm-hmm. what your situation is, what goal you're trying to achieve. But what I love about Alicia is she's here to literally give you all available options. And and, and a lot of the times people don't realize what's within arm's reach that yeah. they just literally take themselves off of the table. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm just joining back. So thank you guys for bearing with me. I dropped <laughs> off. <laughs> no worries. Get a reboot it. Um, but anyway, so what one thing I love about what you said though, um, Eva, and to your credit, Alicia, is the creative part because mm-hmm. I did start this process maybe I want to say when I was back in Sacramento when I was like my first year as a principal, I started, you know, I started looking into buying a home and Man, I remember, yeah, I got sent like all this stuff. Like I had to do all this, you know, submit all this paperwork, all this different stuff. This is just to get started. Yep. Uh, the process with Alicia was much smoother, much easier. Um, even the system that you guys are using, the interface is much nicer to, to, to do. Because uh, other stuff, like she literally, the other person had me literally like, like she said fax stuff. I was like, fax? I don't fax nothing. Like she's like, well, then scan it. And then I'm just like, God, Lee. And it was just like so much stuff. And then she wanted to go, this is where I felt like I was being treated a little unfairly because it was like, well, instead of two years, let me go three years. Well, what about this? And then she started going through stuff and start asking me weird questions. And I understand that some of it was probing, but because she didn't like give me context, she didn't under, like explain like, why do you need to know about what happened back here and there? And so it, it got tense. It got weird. You know what I mean? Because I was like. <laughs> No, you try to exactly. You try to uncover my whole life, but you're not telling me why. Like, do I qualify or not? Like, I understand what you know. And so, um, so one thing I, I appreciate about you is that you know you're like, hey, you know, I'm explaining everything up front. I'm give you context in terms of what I'm asking, why I'm asking it, and also I'm gonna let you know that just because this particular you know path may not be the way that you can go. There are other ways that can still get you into this home. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like to me, what's really important as a part of this process is definitely, once again, the right people, right? Because yep. you could have everything ready. You could actually be good to go. Speaking of like last episode with Justice, he went the traditional route to like, you know, rocket mortgage or whatever. And for whatever reason, didn't work out. Came to you. It works out. Why is that? So if you could, though, you know, and this is like a, a real question, like, can you please kind of, you know, just help people understand um, because they will think like, hey, man, you know, I, um, you know, I'm going to go to so-and-so that I know, my my cousin, my uncle, whatever. And they said, I can't do it. So why are you different? What, you know, what makes, what makes you different? Um, <clears throat> so I would actually say, I mean, the biggest thing is really just asking the questions, right? Digging deeper into what, the client has, you know, mm. um, like with justice, for example, you know, it's just, you know, like I told him, like, you know, don't, don't take any time off work. Cause we do see that a lot right now. Mm. Um, you know, people can just take time off work and if they do that, unfortunately they're going to average your hours out. So mm. up front, I was already like, okay, I know you're working your full-time hours. I know with Tesla, sometimes they'll let you go home early. Cause some employers are like that. But while we're going through this process, just don't take any time off, right? Let's let's get through this. Because what happens is that if they see hours, right, lesser hours, then they will average your income out versus using your full-time hours. And so mm-hmm. that's where a lot of people can get stuck at. So I really think it's just, um, you know, letting the clients know up front, you know what I mean? You know, large deposits. I mean, there's things that could you know, that we can run into, you know, don't get your credit pulled, you know, things like that. And, and once we let the client know up front and explain to them why, um, then, then, you know, they understand better and they'll, mm-hmm. you know, they won't do any of that because they will forget. I mean, a first time home buyer, they don't, 
this process is new to them, right? So I always put myself when I was in the process, how did I feel and how did mm. I want to be treated? Mm. You know, and so I put myself in their shoes um, to know that like I didn't know, you know mm. what I mean? Um, and so I have to kind of step back too because I deal with this every day to kind of put myself in their shoes and explain this is why we need this, or this is why I need you to not do this. Um, so they have a better understanding because we can go through the transaction, but the biggest thing too, is the education part. Mm -hmm. I want them to know more about the loan process and what they're doing, their taxes and insurance. I want them to know so much more from when they started at the end of the loan, you know, because Mm -hmm. education is a big, a big piece of it. And when I talk to a lot of clients, it's like, well, I didn't know that, or I didn't know this. And really Mm -hmm. it falls back on you weren't really being educated, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, throughout the process. And so I think that's the biggest thing is really educating everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Whether they've bought in a home 10 years ago to now, times have changed. And so if we continue to keep educating our clients in the in the home buying process, um, you know, it really helps them feel a lot more comfortable and, and trusting you and moving forward with that process with you. Yeah, I think that's super important because at the end of the day, you know, uh, you know, the people making the decisions, because I think we need to also break this down is that mm-hmm. there's underwriters, right? There's there's mm-hmm. people who are looking at your documents and making a determination based on what they see. And I'm, what I imagine is this is just me imagining because I kind of, you know, lived in the professional world is that there's some type of rubric, if you will, some type of, you know, criteria, right, where they're looking to check off certain boxes. Um, but, you know, people like you are able to kind of say, hey, you know, this may not be traditional, but here's all the ways that it still can work. Here's all the ways that it still makes sense. And that's all they're looking for, right? They're just looking Mm -hmm. for ways for it to make sense, right? And so if you could, um, you know, I'll say you and also Eva kind of answer this because we, we talked about this before when it came to credit cards, right? And I remember I used to, I used to ask you, I asked you, Eva, I was like, well, why are they why are you tripping so hard? You know, why is it, why does all this stuff matter like this? And you said, Hey, cause it ain't, it ain't your money. It's their money. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> so let's, let's break that down from a home perspective, because honestly that process to some degree feels even more intense, right? It's even more like intrusive, like, man, y'all trying to really average out my hours of work. You trying to tell me I can't, I, I can't, you know, get certain things. I can't get that. I can't get this. You know, people, I've heard people say like, you go tell me what to eat next. You know, they, you know, it's just, they getting, they feel extreme, but maybe explain to them why, like, why do, why does all that matter when we're talking about a 500,000, $600,000 loan? Absolutely. So at the end of the day, they're letting you borrow the money. And if they're going to let you borrow the money, the first thing they're going to look at is what is the likeliness of this person paying us back every penny on time? Mm. And let's be real. If you got late payments on your credit report, they're going to be like, well, they pay, if they pay that little credit card late, imagine paying our $500,000 loan payment late. Mm. If they've got an unpaid collection item for $300 on their credit report, if they can't pay $300, how in the world are they going to pay $500,000? Like we got to understand lending and what that truly means. A lot of people have the misconception. Oh, I've got medical bills on my credit report. They told me I don't have to worry about paying them. 
you got yourself a $4,000 medical bill, the lender's going to be like, you better take care of that. Because if you don't, and that collection agency turns around and sues you, that can be obviously a judgment, but it can turn into a lien. They will then place a lien on that property. And that's what the mortgage lender doesn't want. That's a liability. They're going to lend you 500,000, but now a $4,000 lien is on the property. That's jeopardizing the home, which then jeopardizes the loan. So yeah, at the end of the day, like you got to understand, number one, if you want to be a homeowner, there are certain criterias you need to have in order to make that transaction happen. But it's so much more worth being a renter and literally paying somebody else's mortgage, not yeah. taking advantage of those tax benefits, not taking advantage of the potential equity, not taking advantage of all the positives that come with home ownership if you got your stuff together. Yeah. I'm also thinking about it, too, from the lender perspective, because, say, once you get into the home and you're making the payments and then some hardship happens, right? From what I understand, it's not that easy to get people out of their home. Like, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so it's not day, like you're 30 days late. Bye. Give me exactly. my house back. No, it's, it's not a like, process. yeah, it's mm-hmm. not like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of what, what can they snatch back? It's not like cutting the cable off or the lights off. You know, they, it's right. not like you just hit a switch and be like, oh, that's it. We can yep. stop bleeding money, basically. No, like, no, actually that person's there. And there's a lot of laws and a lot of things yep. that protect that person that they could just sit there for a good minute. Yeah. And and, and like, like if I was the lender, I'd be like, okay, well, I, I like to operate in worst case scenarios anyways, but if I was a lender, I'd be like, okay, if they don't pay, like, when am I going to get paid and how am I going to get paid? Because clearly I'm letting you borrow the money. So if I'm not going to get paid for six months to a year, am I okay with that? Mm -hmm. Because yeah, you know, foreclosure, foreclosure, depending upon what state you're in, every state has different laws. But most foreclosure traditionally takes six to 12 months, Mm -hmm. which basically means you can be in a property not paying your mortgage payment for that long. But again, the 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 detrimental negative reporting on your credit report, that's not going to help because guess what? You try to go find an apartment. They see that you got late mortgage payments. The apartment or the new landlord is going to be like, we ain't going to rent to you. You couldn't even pay your mortgage payment. You definitely ain't going to pay us. So it can literally like spiral. But yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's right. Like people don't just get booted in 30 days. It's a process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like they're taking that into account Absolutely. as they decide whether or not they want to approve you or not. Right. Alicia, did you want to jump in? Yeah. Well, and I think, too, you know, the, the like if someone can't make their payment or if they're having issues, I think more so now the banks kind of know how to kind of get a hang of that than before now than what mm. they did before. So now mm. there's a lot more things out there to be able to help somebody, you know, to give them a modification or to give them a forbearance, a time frame. Yep. you know, mm. especially what's, you know, what's been going on the past year and a half mm-hmm. um, that they've been able to kind of, you know, cause a lot of people did go on forbearance, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Who weren't yep. working a lot of self-employed. I mean, they were self-employed was hit the hardest, right. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were in those, you know, in, in, in certain, um, you know, 
businesses. But the thing is, is that the lenders, there was a lot of forbearance available for them, right? And after the forbearance, a lot of them were able to go into a modification to be able to help them to where they can save their house. So we're not seeing as much, you know, foreclosures with people not working and things like that. But yeah, I mean, it's taken all into consideration. You know, when I look at the file as, you know, with the client, I mean, I kind of look at it from an underwriter's perspective, right? I Mm -hmm. used to be a processor. So I used to process loans. Um, So I kind of look at it from an underwriter's perspective, like what questions are going to come up, right? Mm -hmm. You know, your debt to income ratio, um, you know, credit score, you know, um, you know, collection accounts, you know, things like that. What is the underwriter going to ask? So we can kind of tackle that in the beginning um, before. So the underwriter can see that in the beginning, because the last thing I want is for you to get excited and, and, you know, get it, get an offer accepted. And now I have to come to you and be like, nope, you know, unfortunately we can't get that house, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I really just try to sit there and dive deep with the client, right? Ask mm-hmm. more questions and and dig deeper. And sometimes it is, it's like you said, like, are you going to tell me what to eat next? Um, <laughs> but it's true. But yeah. that's the way that I can be able to help them and and let's, you know, and figure out the solution now versus trying to figure it out at later. So and let me add to that. Let me add to that and say for all those who are thinking or may want to visit this this experience, appreciate someone like Alicia doing that in the front end. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is there are a lot of loan representatives that are transactional. Let's get your paperwork in. Let's pull your credit paperwork mm-hmm. in, pull your credit. Okay? Yeah. And then now you got inquiries. You get so far down the line to where you may even put earnest money down. And then at the end, the lender can't fund the deal. And now you lost money on the transaction. Yes, guys, you can lose money in real estate without even having real estate in your possession. Mm. So when your lender is asking these questions up front, appreciate that Mm -hmm. because they're trying to best prepare you for success Mm. versus just give me all your stuff. Okay, I'll call you in two weeks. They may never even call you. You don't know. Like there's all kinds of red flags. That's why I'm like, y'all need to operate with people mm-hmm. who are going to serve and not be transactional. Yeah. Because when you're working with transactional people, you are probably going to either lose money, lose time or both. I, and I think that's like super important right there because yeah, that transactional part, cause I definitely felt that, you know, that, uh, that experience that I had before it was super transactional. It was just like, yeah, you know, I just felt like, yeah, just taking me through the typical process, not really understanding me, context, any of that it wasn't even important. It was just like, you got to just, you know, look like this on paper. If you don't, then oh well. But what it sounds like to me and what I really appreciate about you, Alicia, is that you, like you said last podcast, you partner with people. You really, you know, their vision is your vision. You're like, hey, let's figure this out together. And that's super cool. And I hope you guys are listening because this is what we have as a part of this community, the Lions Club. Um you know, Alicia is actually our uh, preferred uh, lender, right? Why do we, why, why would we prefer her, right? You're hearing why, right? Yeah. Because she's not just going to slam the door on you and be like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you got 20%. No, get out of here. Uh, it's, it's not that, right? Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, she's got a heart. We, we, you know, this, this is what this is about. It's about empowering you to live life in your own terms. I hope you guys are mm-hmm. hearing that if you want it, you can have it. 
right? If you want it, you can have it. That's what I'm getting from this. You guys yeah. are telling me that if I want a home, I can get a home. It's just about figuring it out. Yeah. And, and, and it's about, you know, getting connected, getting connected, whatever documents they need, give the documents and let do your part and let's see what happens. And, and like, let's go back to, you know, the grueling application process. Alicia's like, okay, I'm going to send you an application, like make sure you fill it out and then we can move forward. That application sat on my laptop for like three days. Cause I'm like, I don't even want to open it because I know <laughs> it's going to be tedious. Mm-hmm. She's like, just open the document. <laughs> and I opened it and I'm like, girl, I could have filled this out in two seconds, three days yeah, ago. It wasn't bad at all. It wasn't I, bad at all. Yeah. I am like, oh, I like, all oh, I got to do is fill in these blanks. Boom, boom, boom. I'm like, yes. So right. I don't know about how the other people do it, but all I know is I'm loving how Alicia does it. And our lions are loving has, how Alicia's doing it. And as a matter of fact, I got to get the two connect you with two other lions because they're like, I want to do what justice just did. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Yes. <laughs> and, that's I love good. It. And, and that's like, you know, one of the things that, you know, I had the conversation with justice is because that's what I did. You know, I bought a duplex right. Uh, four years ago. So I live in, you know, one side and, and rent out the other. And now I'm looking for another one, but you know, I I'll be honest with you. Like my, my tenant, literally my portion is 500 bucks. That's all I have to pay. He pays the rest of it. So mm. now, so, and, and so my goal eventually is to, you know, rent out that side and, 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 you know, and continue to purchase from there. Um, but when I was able, when I was talking to justice, you know, I was able to connect with him and just share my story with him, you know, to be able to inspire him that literally my tenant p- pays, you know, more than half of my, my mortgage payment. Mm. So out of pocket, I'm only coming out with 500 bucks a month. Mm. That's unheard of. Like where else? Where is- can you rent for $500 <laughs> a month in California? Yeah. And that's not you a bedroom. Know, so. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's your own house. Mm. <laughs> yes. And so, um, so it's really just, you know, inspiring others, right. Um, and empowering them that, you know, we can, you know, together we can do this, right. And, and being creative and seeing, you know, you know, maybe you need to get a co-signer, right? Maybe it's only a temporary thing. You know, you may have a family member that's willing to go on there with you. And eventually, once you start working more, whatever the situation may be, mm-hmm. refinance. So I always tell them, just look at it as a temporary situation. Mm. You know, um, I'm here to help you get creative in what we can do. And if you can find someone that's willing to go on the loan with you, just, you know, present it to them as temporary. So at least you can get into the house. You're not having to pay you know, $1,800 on a rental when you can, you know, own your own home, right? Mm-hmm. For $1,800 or even $1,900. Um, but to be able to start gaining that equity, right? And and gaining, you know, being, you know, being a homeowner, I think that's the biggest thing. So it's really just sitting down, you know, looking at the whole scenario, seeing what we can do to help you. Um, and if we need to fix credit or finances or save a little bit more money, I mean, I had a client literally text me and was like, Super excited. She's like, I have $9,000 saved. And we're both here celebrating because she's so inspired to get to that goal. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, um, and I'm checking in with her just saying, hey, first off, how you doing? Second of all, how's everything else going? Can I help you with anything? Um, and it's really just building that connection with your, um, you know, your clients and you eventually become friends, right? It's not mm-hmm. just one of those, okay, thank you for your loan. We'll see you, you know, whenever. No, it's, it's that con- continuous connection that, you know, that I'm building um, mm-hmm. with the clients as well. 
Um, so yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So you know what, um, Eva, I, I want to give you one last opportunity, you know, just to, just to talk to people. Um, Cause we have listeners that are, you know, a range. Some, some listeners that we have are, you know, just folks that just, just listening in and kind of, you know, sitting on the sidelines, kind of just watching, um, you know, still trying to figure out if the pool is warm and, you know, <laughs> just kind of sitting there, yeah. but they're also, you know, interested in, in purchasing home. Some of, some of our listeners are actual lions um, that may not have even considered home ownership. And some yep. of them are maybe just being the empower you group, you know, just kind of hanging out. So they're kind of in not quite, you know, haven't really become a line yet, but, you know, so just talk to all of them, if you would, um, why, why, why home ownership? Like what, why, why, the, why is this thing so crucial uh, when it comes to, you know, living life on your own terms? Absolutely. And, le- and for the record, let's just say for all of the lions that are in the program, oh, you best believe everybody's going to get a house. Either they're going to get their first time home by our house or they have a house and we invest in real estate like this is what we push. We push things that are going to give you generational wealth. And that truly is what home ownership can be. There are lions that are like, I'm the very first homeowner in my family. I am going to change generations. Absolutely. We want to change generations. We want to tackle those milestones. But what's most important is understanding there are options that are out there. And you don't have to stick with the the traditional in-the-box type options. You got to know who to work with, what network to be a part of to be able to get served. Justice said it himself. He called three different lenders, didn't get feedback. I'm like, hello, Justice. We got Alicia in the club. Like, better call her. He he loves her because of the level of service. See, this is how you, you, all those who are listening, this is how you need to think. If you're going to exchange time or money with somebody else, you need to start literally walking around and asking yourself, are they providing you with a certain level of service? There's thousands of banks, billions of banks, billions of mortgage lenders, but who operates in a certain way that is going to serve you in a way to not just get you one home, but to be the constant lender for all of your transactions. And for all of those who are in sales, This is where you got to get good at loving on your people. Don't be transactional. Create that relationship. We all know as self-employed business owners, referrals are the driving force of income within business. So if you're only selling that person one house and then they go to somebody else to get the loan from somebody else, you ain't doing something right. So get it together build relationships so that you can build people so that you can continue to make this world a better place. But yeah, for those who are aspiring to be homeowners, there's always opportunity. We just got to figure it out. We got to look at your numbers, got to look at your credit, see where you stand so that we can get you to that goal. Mm. All right. All right, y'all. I hope y'all heard that and understand that you can do it. Um, that's awesome. And Charles is about to do it. 
That's right. I'm going to join the club. I'm going to join the club too. That's right. (laughs) With Alicia's help. That's right. (laughs) 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 Yeah. All right, y'all. Okay. I think that's, uh, that wraps us up. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Alicia, thanks for joining us and we will see you guys on the next episode. Thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. One of the things that Eva enjoys most about being in personal finance is seeing people win. So if you are looking to improve your credit score because you are ready to make a major purchase, get better rates, or start living life on your own terms, visit Eva at evaempowers.com and schedule a consultation with her so you too can live life empowered.